September sky Watching nest clouds with fly We confess everything to each other Standing next to you Hey everybody, welcome to Adventure Retired, the podcast where retired people share what they're doing in their retirement so you can start living your best retired life. We are Kurt and Cindy Lilgedal, your hosts. Today, we're going to talk to Rodney and Tammy Ripley, who have a unique way of spending some of their retirement time on an adventure volunteering. And before we do that, though, let's go with our life lesson. Today's life lesson says, live within your financial means. And this is a huge one. You you start thinking about everybody and how they're living their life. We're not the government. We cannot spend more money than what we have or earn. Yeah, and that's you know kind of a, a question a lot of our friends that are younger than us that are in education still ask us, how do we financially get to be able to retire so early? Right, whether it's education that you're in or any job. I mean, bottom line, you bring in X amount of money, that's all you have to spend, and you should be saving from that for your later life, You know, maybe putting your kids in college, emergency, stuff like that. And you, definitely investing. Yeah, you really have to be careful about that whole debt thing. Oh, for sure. I mean, if you can live on one and a half paychecks if you're both working or on three-fourths of a paycheck if only one of you are working, you're going to save some money and you're going to be able to use that money later on in life for your retirement funds. Or for whatever else you need, but live within your financial means. All right, on to the show. Rodney and Tammy, we are so glad that you joined us today, and I hear that you are already um, joining us from a, a project. Where are you at? We're in Argyle, New York. We're working at Argyle United Methodist Church. Okay, and what, what is the project you're doing? Um, we're working at the church and the parsonage. Yesterday or Last week, we laid a floor in the parsonage, tore, tore off the old floor, laid a new floor, and... Um, we put a landing in for the front door, and we have lots of other stuff to Pour do. Pour out cement steps, clean gutters, anything they needed done at the parsonage. We're pretty much done at the parsonage. Now at the church, there's lots of work to be done, more flooring, more painting, more uh, cleaning out things. Doing some work in Sunday school rooms. Well, cool. Okay, well, I kind of jumped ahead there, but um, I thought that was kind of exciting that you're we're interviewing you and you're doing um, the Live volunteering. Yeah, you're on location. First of all, we, we need to introduce, we're talking about the nomads today. We're talking to Tammy and Rodney Ripley. They're nomads, and um, we kind of want to talk to people who are doing volunteer work as they're part of their retirement life. So okay. what did you do before you retired? So I retired from, I was an instrumental music teacher, elementary and middle school. And I worked for Lockheed Martin and did uh, computer design stuff for the government. <laughs> computer design stuff, huh? That's pretty, pretty technical stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, it depends on the government agency I worked with. Uh, it, it varied, but that's what I did. Okay, okay. And how long have y'all been retired? I retired in 2014. And I retired in July of 2017. Okay. Are you enjoying it? Loving it. Yes. It's great, right? Absolutely. Okay. So you're on location um, doing some volunteering out in New York. 
explain to everyone what NOMADS is. So NOMADS um, stands for, to start with, NOMADS on Mission, Active and Divine Service. Okay. So that's what the acronym means. And the mission statement is rebuilding lives, homes, and facilities with God's love and our hands. Basically, you, you pick a project and you go and you do whatever handyman type work needs to be done at the agency that has some and affiliation are these with the United Methodist groups Church. That you're going with, I mean, somebody organizes a group and y'all just meet there. So we have a, a website, Nomad's website, that we can go on and look at the projects that are available. And, um, you know, we can sign up for one of them. There's a description of what the agency is looking to have done. And, um, you know, if we sign up and then we, there's a team leader that that kind of gets the facilitates between the agency and the okay. Nomad's team that's going to be um, there to all work. All the volunteering out there um, that can be done, you know, in schools and hospitals and this. Why did you all pick Nomad's as your mission field? We picked it. Number one, because it was affiliated with the United Methodist Church. We've both been long time since we were born United Methodist, and it fit our ideas of um, mission, and it was something we could do with our RV. So the fact that we can take our RV to these different locations, and we always tend to, when, when we're not in pandemic times, we find places to go before and after the project. So we pick projects away from where we live so we can do that on our way and on our way back, but then have the purpose of the project in the middle of our, our travels. That's cool. So you can go on a little side trip on the way home and see something for enjoyment that's not tied to the mission work. Right. Right. Where are y'all from? All right. Spring, um, so you're in that RV. That's probably a very nice benefit because you don't have to um, – you can take off and drive. Do you – do you have a car behind you, or do you just have a, like a drive-in RV? Yeah, we tow a Chevy Equinox. It's called a car, but it's really our locker or our garage <laughs> that all the tools in for the project. Yeah, our, <laughs> but yeah. it will also take us places. Yeah, my um, my parents did VIM work through the Methodist Church for probably about twenty years, and I definitely see the advantage of nomads over volunteers in mission. Because they would go, and they, they were working in foreign countries like Guatemala, um, Mexico a lot, oh, a lot. But they, they would stay in these churches, and they would have these, like, big rooms that they would all sleep in. So, like, in an RV, you don't have the person snoring on the other side of the little di Sunday school divider. You guys exactly. get your own comfort, right? Correct. Exactly. Yes. We, we even have a washer and dryer. We're doing laundry as we speak. Oh, nice. <laughs> cool. How many people are on your mission right now with you? So I think there's a total of nine of us, uh, nine people. Um, so each project, the, the agency has a number of spots available. They provide the RV hookups, um, mostly uh, water and electric, sometimes sewer. And so they may be looking for up to three rigs, up to maybe to eight. So you could have somewhere from six to 16 people possibly on a project. Okay. Are these people you've worked with before or are they brand new friends? Right. This group are brand new friends. There's some people that we've worked with more than once. Sometimes just it happens that way. Other times we kind of arrange, oh, we want to go like next winter. We want to go to Tucson and Somebody we were on the project at the time was watching for Tucson, and we're going to be there together. And one of the couples that's with us now will also be in Tucson. 
And then we also meet people when we go to our annual meeting. So there's people that we know through the nomads that we've never done a project with yet, but we know them through the week long annual meeting every September. Okay. Yeah. My cousin does nomads with his wife, Laura, Chris and Laura Bertelson. And, um, we, we were going to interview them, too, and we still might, but we've already talked to them about an African safari. But, yeah, they were down in Sinton, Texas last year doing, I don't know, repairs around a church still recovering from the hurricane, Harvey, that they had, I mean, two, three years ago. So, Yeah, I mean, the, the, the projects um, are three-week projects, and there's also disaster recovery, which you can sign up for one-week increments as much as you want. But they're all over the United States, and the nomads are from all over the place. We've worked with people all over the country. You know, they come, and we all conquer these places and work. It's, it's really amazing. And we were actually in the Florida Keys doing disaster recovery from Hurricane Irma two and a half years ago. We were there when we had to close down because of the pandemic and head home. We got two of our three weeks in. But it's amazing how much work still needs done down there because of the hurricane. Yeah, I'm sure it's a beautiful area, but... Yes. A lot of work uh, happens after a hurricane. You mentioned oh, yeah. that, you know, you guys talk together at the annual meeting. Do you get to always choose where you go or do, do you ever just put your name in there and somebody else chooses for you? No, you always choose. You get on the website. It's funny because there's, there's certain projects that sell out quickly or fill up quickly. Um, Hawaii, things like that. <laughs> no, Florida, because the other acronym for nomads is Northern Old Methodist Avoiding Deep Snow. So, <laughs> Oh, that makes sense. Okay, that's a good one. Florida and Texas and some of the Arizona projects are really hard to get in. So you kind of have to stalk the website and be ready to, as soon as um, Carl is the one, she'll put it up on the website and if you happen to get on the day that it gets up there, you can get signed up. There's other projects. I mean, you can usually find a project, but if there's certain ones that are more popular than others, you have to get there as soon as it's like a year to a year and a half out, the project's posted, and then you sign up for them. You can sign up if you're qualified to be a leader. You can sign up as a team leader, or you sign up as one of the members. And... Um, depending on the size of the project and, you know, and new projects will come up that nobody knows anything about and you'll sign up. We like, we don't know anything about a lot of them yet. So we like the adventure of finding things out when we get there. Walk us through a typical day. What do you usually do um, when you're on site like that? So um, in the mornings uh, around eight o'clock, we usually have our devotions starts at eight. So somebody in the group will lead devotions uh, once the devotions are done, we'll maybe have some discussion about the the day's work activities, and then we'll head out to the site, wherever it is, maybe at where you're at, or have to drive, like here, we had to drive about a mile down the road to the parsonage and work there, um, but you you work for a while, and you we take breaks um, in, the, in the middle of the morning, and then we have a, an hour lunch from noon to one, and then we come back and work in the afternoon until we take a two fifteen break. break and then we work till like four o'clock ish and uh, clean up, clean up and so forth. They, nomads, we work Monday through Thursday, not Monday through Friday. Uh, and women and men can do all things. We've had some ladies that we've worked with that can do anything a guy can do. So anyone, but it's, it's what you feel comfortable doing and are, and are able to do. So you're not, 
forced to do things you are not able to do or, or feel uncomfortable to do. Some people don't like getting up on ladders. Well, at one time we were at a church in Ocala, Florida, and then we were paying the, the entire outside of the building, and no one was comfortable getting up on uh, extension ladders. Well, that doesn't bother me. I got up on a 38-foot extension ladder and painted the peaks of the, of the church. Okay. But it's what you're comfortable doing. And for this week, the five, four ladies on this project, we took on the project of the kitchen and dining area at the parsonage, and we had to tear up all the linoleum. So all day Monday, we were on our hands and knees tearing up linoleum and using some power tools. Tuesday, by lunchtime, we finished that. Tuesday afternoon, we went back and we started. One of the four ladies knew how to lay vinyl plank flooring. She taught us how to do it, and we continued. And by we worked a little overtime yesterday. By 4.30, we had the kitchen dining area done, and the guys came over and helped with the heavy furniture, got it all back in place. Oh, wow. I did not know how to do coming into the project. Now I'm trying to figure out where else I can put it down in my house because now I know how to do it. I can teach Rodney how to do it. That's what I was just thinking is that, well, after you get done with this, you can go back and do a bunch of projects at your own house and you know how to do it, especially as a woman. Sometimes you're intimidated by the power tools, but this gives you some confidence. Exactly. My, My dad always loves it when he's got a mountain hunting cabin and then his own house and then a place in Florida. And he's like, at first he didn't understand what we were doing with this nomads. Then we were coming back with skills and confidence. And he's like, go on, go, go again and come back. <laughs> okay. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. What, what is the average age of a, uh, like the, the group you're with, the volunteers? Well, for, from an organizational, it's around early seventies, uh, is what we believe is the average age. And right now there's about, um, 760 active nomads. Now the group that we're working with here, we have some people. We, we're 50. We're going to be 58 this summer, both of us. Okay. And the oldest one on the project with us right now, we've got an 84 year old retired shop teacher. He's and amazing. His, his knowledge is absolutely amazing. And he never stops. You would not know. The only reason we know is since we're leaders, we can look on the website and look at when people were born. I don't even think half the team knows he's 84 years oh old because you but, wouldn't know. Wow. <laughs> but, I mean, everyone has different skills, and they're so willing to teach you, and you learn so much. And you build such amazing relationships, not only with the team that you're working with, but at the agency you're at. Um, that's that's, the, that's the, the blessing in this whole thing. You, you get blessed by this so much more than you Bless them, and though you're doing all this work for them, we meet so many wonderful people. Yeah, yeah lifetime friends and relationships. My parents yes. have lots of friends that they made down in Mexico because they did so many years in Mexico. And for years, my mother had a tuition set up, scholarship. a scholarship fund set up for children of different churches that they had. They'd built the whole church or they'd built the community center there and stuff like that. Wonderful relationships with the local people. Yes. yes. Okay, you you talked about how you guys are team leaders on this trip. Can you explain the different roles? There's a team leader and then just the volunteer, is that correct? Right. We're not team leaders on this okay. trip. We were when we were in the Florida Keys, we were leaders and we're qualified to be leaders. Um so yeah, there's a team leader when you sign up, you if you want to lead, you sign up as a team leader and usually it's the couple and there are singles. But um, this actually got, it happens to be a single person doing this team leading. But then um, you have the team members. The team leader has to do a lot of 
ahead of time organization, talk with the, the agency and find out what all we need to do, what tools we need to have and communicate with us before we get here. And then by the, like real close to when we're coming here, they'll even give us detailed instructions about, you know, how to not go over such and such a bridge or this sharp turn, better way to get into where we're coming. And then details about what tools to bring. And then once we get here, they always have the information about the area. So the weekends are for us to go exploring. Oh yeah. They'll give us ideas of what's in the area. Also, we always know where the closest hospital, the closest Walmart, closest grocery store, gas station, you know, things like that. That's their job to get all that prepared for us by the time we get here. And then we get the, we have a first meeting on Sunday night and we go over all that, go and we they pass around a, a schedule for us to sign up for devotions. They'd like everybody to do devotions. Everybody has to be at the devotions, but you don't have to lead if you're not comfortable, but mostly everybody does. And that involves, you know, usually a scripture, a story and some singing. And um, the thing is, though Nomads is affiliated with the United Methodist Church, you don't have to be a uni only United Methodist to belong in the Nomads. We have people from various faiths on our team and all that. So uh, although the agencies are affiliated with the United Methodist Church, the members are not necessarily all from the United Methodist Church. Okay. That need to be Christian. That's great to know because we're Lutheran, and I'm very excited about what you're doing. But so. I was born and raised a Methodist, so <laughs> she converted me. Yes. Um, let me ask you a little about the the RV. Do you okay? Is everybody in RVs, or do, are there like pull type campers? And do you guys have hookups, or do you boondock it, or? So um, various, there's nearly no tents, but you have a, I'll say a self-contained RV. We have a small, we have, on this project, we have two big class A motorhomes. We've got a smaller class A motorhome. We have uh, a fifth wheel and we have a pull behind trailer. A little 17 foot, foot casita trailer. Okay. So. And the guy's full time in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. One person. So, and uh, each, as I said, the agencies have hookups most of them were something close to where the agency is going to be you know you may be at a camp for a period of time or uh, they have hookups most of the hookups are 30 amp and you know water and electric the they're starting to get 50 amp in some of them but many projects have been there for a long time so it's a 30 amp service with water and then they'll the, if they have sewer that's great if they not they they provide a macerator or a honey pot to pump you out so you've got all the all the facilities you really need to to run your RV. A lot of times they'll have a bathroom and a, a shower in the church that you can use if you don't want to use in your RV. Um, most of us have everything self-contained, but they usually have that for you. Okay, also. and um, I know when my mom and dad went on their mission trip, especially when they were the leaders with VIM, they raised the money themselves. I mean, everybody pays your own way there and like that. But for right. the materials and everything, mom and dad raised the money, 4000 8000 whatever. Do you guys do that, or does Nomad take care of that, or the agency? So it's a combination. If, if, so we have, Tammy and I was talking about our annual meeting that we have uh, once a year in September. And that's where we all, Nomads meet at a location, we get together, we learn new skills and we do live auction, silent auction. So it's kind of our fundraising amongst ourselves to raise money. Last year's annual meeting, um, there were like, let's say 190 people. So um, I don't, some were singles and, and some, uh, most were obviously couples. We raised $52,000 amongst oh ourselves. Agencies 
you know, we're not always in the best places in towns because that's not where the needy places are. They're, they're, they're in maybe other areas, maybe. Um, so they don't have the money to buy supplies in some cases. So they can ask like, for a grant from the nomads to, to pay for materials or supplies. Now, if they have the money to do it themselves, fine. Again, we're coming, we're using our own tools, we're paying our own way to get there and all that. But uh, so an average grant last year was like around, I'll say $1,600. So they could ask for a grant from the nomads, the board would approve it, and they would get $1,600 if they, you know, to do whatever they're going to do. Like we renovated a lodge in a, in a Methodist youth camp in Florida. They got, I think, $2,000 for each of their uh, lodges to uh, renovate. Okay. So. And there's an every member campaign every year that they ask every member to donate a certain, you know, whatever you feel comfortable you can donate above your dues. And then there's also a lot of churches that have a recurring donation they give us. Or like Rodney and I spoke at our church and we put an envelope and what did we raise? $2,000. $2,000 that was then sent to the nomads. Okay. So there's a lot of work. And people lately have been making masks and all the money they make on the masks, they give it to the, the nomads. So they've, they've got a pocket of money then. And the organization has to apply for a grant um, there. We won't say that we haven't been on projects where there's been tools or well, tools we still take with us, but supplies that we'll just go out and buy because we need them and we'll, we'll just, just do it. it. Yeah, but was... then there's other ones that there's so many supplies that you don't need to buy anything. There's so many tools and so many supplies. It just depends on the organ. The church we worked at in Florida at Zion in Ocala, they had the means but their congregation's older, and they couldn't get things done. So they had the money to pay for it. They'd just give us a credit card. We'd go to Lowe's and Home Depot and pick up what we needed. Nice. But they just didn't have the manpower to do the work. Yeah. Okay. Well, you've been doing this for four years. Do you have a unique story that you can tell us, something that uh, has you know made you smile or laugh or uh, cry with your volunteering? So, so my story is our, our first church we went to, Zion United Methodist in Ocala, Florida, was our first project. A very small team, um, really neat congregation to work with. They would provide us lunch and dinner every day we worked, and we learned that that wasn't the norm. <laughs> you usually had to bring your own food with you. But um, they asked us, or we asked about the choir, because we heard other other nomads would join choirs when they go work someplace. Oh, okay. So can we join your choir? When's choir practice? Oh, yeah, definitely, Thursday night. Well, it's an all-black church, and all of the nomads that were there on that project were not black. And they said, yeah, come join us. So we joined their choir, and you can't hold music and dance and clap your hands at the same time. So <laughs> We were singing on Sunday, and we'd be on YouTube all weekend learning the music enough so that we could sing along with them. And the trustee, his name was uh, Jesse Jackson. Jackson. Actually, Jesse. Okay. You you guys need to move down here and join our church because you just fit right in. That's so cool. We we joined every activity that was going on, but there was this group of kids, six kids from the same family that the church basically adopted. And the church would pick up all the kids in the neighborhood with their little church bus every Sunday and bring them to Sunday school. But this group of six kids, three of them sang in the choir, and they just assimilated themselves into the church that they would help with the dinners, they'd help with serving and cleaning up. And um, 
after we left there, it was October. So when we got home, I, I emailed one of the friends we met there and said, I'd love to send these kids a Christmas gift. What, you know, how do I do that? Right. And she's, well, first of all, make sure it's something small because you know, they're homeless. Oh, they wow. live in a shelter. I'm like, I had no clue. So I found little things, you know, I got to know the kids. So, you know, one kid liked to color. I got him socks that he could color and then he could wear them, you know, found things to send them. Well, then we signed up about 18 months later to go back to the same project because we just loved the people there. And the kids weren't around. There had been a dispute with somebody. So I said, where are the kids? And they're like, yeah, somebody got in a fight with them. They haven't been back. So I contact, I had a contact for the oldest daughter and told her I'm going to be at choir rehearsal Thursday night. She better be there. And she came back. And from what I hear, they've been back ever since. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. And we're still in contact with them, and it's 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 yeah. really cool. Well, so so like out of the places you've been, or how, what's what's been your favorite location? I guess north, south, east, west, south in the winter. <laughs> Boy, I I just like to get away. I like to get away in the RV, so it really doesn't matter too much to me. Um, that sounds a lot like so, her. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so the, the project I enjoyed the most was in um, North Adams, Massachusetts, because we did demolition. That was so much fun tearing stuff down because I didn't have to worry about um, stuff that had to be perfect because I was just tearing oh, it down because they were going to have a contractor come in and build out the new worship space, but they needed to tear stuff down. So that was so much fun. But we've done stuff in Florida and Texas and all over the place. So. I don't really have a favorite location yet. Okay. Well, great. Okay. We always ask a couple questions to our guests at the end. Cindy, will start with the first one. Yeah. We call it the you betcha from my Norwegian roots here. The you betcha moment. What is your best moment that you can think of as a volunteer uh, with nomads? So this is, this is affiliated with the nomads, but we we have a pretty good Christmas list. Christmas card. Christmas card list. Okay that we send out once we joined the nomads all of a sudden our christmas list went card list went from you know 45 or 50 to 100 and something because we've gotten so many people we've made such relationships with that we it just keeps growing and growing because we've got so many more friends and so it's a nomads thing because it's the people we've worked with it's the agencies that we've worked with it's been a blessing in that way. It's just been really great. Yeah, every time we leave a project, we just have a list of people on our texting list and on our email list and on our Christmas card list and, you know, just a whole other group oh, of friends. Yeah. And it's always good to have people all over when you need a prayer list to go somewhere, you know? It's great. Yes. Okay, the other question we have, and like I said, we lived in Texas 30 years, so this is our oh, hell no moment. I guess the worst thing that's happened on a nomad's trip to you. Well, I mean, most things have been pretty good, but we've had an even experience today, actually last night. The, sometimes the, the the hookups are not great. I mean, we have to live with it because like our motorhome's an all electric coach. We don't have 50 amp, we have 30 amp, so we can't run certain things. Mm-hmm. The other thing is uh, we don't have any sewer hookups here and we had some issues with a macerator. So most of the issues, we had no real bad things happen during our nomads experience. They've been all really positive. It's just dealing with the challenges of 
or not having a sewer hookup and macerator not working and you got to dump. Cell service. Yeah. 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 It's just been those type of things that really uh, made things a little challenging in some regard, but the, the experiences have been phenomenal all around. Yeah, it's well worth it. We'll know going into a project that, oh, you know, we're not going to, it's, we're having a heat wave in the Adirondacks earlier this week, and we can only one, run one of the three air conditioners we have. So we learned to deal with it, but it's not optimal. You know, it's not like if we were staying at some fancy, ritzy campground. How many That's okay. missions do you do a year? You Just you guys. So we, right now, we've been doing two projects a year, and then the annual meeting we count in our uh, in our minds as a project because – I direct the choir. Rodney helps run the software for the, the auction. auction. We do it. We're like constantly working for the week we're at the annual meeting. And now Rodney's on the board, so he's working even more. So we kind of count that as a project. Well, that got canceled this year. So we added this is our third project this year. Okay. But we're thinking like each year we're adding one. So next year we're already signed up for three. And we may end up doing four. And then, you know, I think we're, we're working our way towards three, four, five a year. Probably not more than that, but there's a lot of people. The one couple we're on the project with right now, they go for project to project for six months and then take a few weeks off and then do the same thing. Wow. And there's several couples like that that are just full time in their RV and they just go project to project. And I don't know how they handle it because it's tiring. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but that's so cool that they give like that. That is so neat. We want to thank you all for joining us today. We uh, we hope we do your nomad service and promote it to our growing crowd of the podcast. Yes, we're excited. We actually hit almost 800 listeners the other day. So, yay. We started this about a month ago. So, yeah, yeah it's been pretty cool. But we want to, we want to thank you for joining us. Um, do you have any parting words for us? Just thank you so much. We really enjoyed the nomads and the, the mission they, they're doing and serving others. And please join us. If you want to have retirement with a purpose and some mission, something to do in your retirement, nomads is a great way to do I it. I like that, yes. retirement with a purpose. We might use that later on, can we? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. We're going we're to sign off now, and we sure appreciate it. And have a, have a great rest of your trip. Thank you thank very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, thank you, Ripley's, for that wonderful interview and a definition of what Nomads is and all the wonderful work they do around the United States. Yeah, what a mission they're on. Yeah, and a shout-out to all the people who, in their retirement, are doing good works like that for whatever organization you're doing. The volunteer work it gives you purpose, like what they said. For sure. And I mean, I, I'm excited because I love how they do the volunteering, but they also, you know, spend some time on their volunteering trip doing other things too. So, yeah, they take the side trips, the little micro adventures. Yeah, I, I, it's just, it brings a lot of joy to retirement. Hopefully someday we can start doing something similar to this and we'll take the, take the show on the road. We need to get an RV first. That would be nice. I already have one picked out. Oh, okay. 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 So, I mean, we're taking donations for the RV for <laughs> Adventure Retired. Yes. Okay. So, what again, I just want to make sure everybody knows Nomads. Nomads stands for Nomads on Mission Active in Divine Service. And cool. What a cool mission. A great calling. And like I said, combining travel 
with serving the Lord. Yeah, and, you know, serving people too. Yeah, yeah. Great. All right. Well, once again, we'd like to thank you all for joining us. If you um, have a retirement adventure that you would like to talk to us about, we would love to have you. Yeah, I mean, finding people like Rodney and Tammy, you know, we found them through friends of friends, and that's what we need. We need to see what is out there in retirement life. So everybody can live their best retirement. But you have to talk to us. Um, Reach us at adventureretired.com. That's our website. Or you can email me at adventureretired at gmail.com. Or, you know, and download and give us, um, you know, a good rating and uh, subscribe. That's important. Yeah, subscribe and a five-star rating. All right, that's it for the day. Go nomads. I love you, Cindy. I love you more. Kids and love you.